This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, not County 1, Wrexham 2. Heck of a big win and a heck of a big match. Wrexham now only one game short of Wembley in the FA Trophy. Also, Wrexham on a seven-game winning streak now. And this is the sort of form we want to be in. This one was not one of those pulverising victories that we've been enjoying lately. It was one where we did ride up luck a little bit, but we showed a lot of heart and fight. We stayed in the game when we were under pressure. And then once again, we showed that spirit that we seem to be specialising in now, coming from behind, getting a late winner away from home. Seems pretty much a standard away day at the moment, doesn't it? Wrexham made four changes from the side that pummeled Boreham Wood on Tuesday. And as this game was on the Friday, it did mean it was quite a short turnaround for the players. Christian Dibble came in in goal, replacing Rob Lington. Bryce Susanna came in at right on the right-hand side because Reese Hall-Johnson's just you know, being careful with an Achilles injury. Ironically, Hall-Johnson would end up playing more minutes than Hosanna, who had finished the game injured. And then up front, Ollie Palmer and Paul Mullen were both rested. Jordan Bonticelli played with Dan Jarvis just off him. Nuts County... Well, they had illness and injury, whereas Wrexham had a bit of a star-studded bench. Notts County going in five out of the seven they were allowed to. And they also rested maybe their two best creative players as well. Uh, Ruben Rodriguez and Cal Roberts. So there was a, a game of chicken a little bit by the managers about when they might or might not use their trump cards. It was an, an interesting tactical scrap. And indeed, it was an interesting tactical scrap on the pitch. Notts County played some really nice slick passman uh, football in fact the, the sort of slick movement that they had was a little surprising for a team that had made quite a lot of changes um, but they they moved the ball about well Nemain who's normally a winger but was playing off the lone striker his movement really caused issues Hayden coming out to track him uh, made our defence look a bit lopsided at times it was Wrexham that started the better and indeed, we're unlucky not to go ahead in the eighth minute. Great work by Hosanna, bursting down the right-hand side, getting in the box, beating two men, and then pulling it back for beautifully for Luke Young, who hit the ball very cleanly, looking for the bottom right corner. And luckily for him, Jordan Ponticelli was standing six yards out, couldn't get out of the way in time, took a massive deflection off his body, which easily could have ricocheted past the wrong-footed Slocum, but it dribbled wide of the left-hand post. However, Notts County's movement then started to, to get them on top. They were starting to outmanoeuvre Wrexham's midfield and were making chances. Palmer, that's not our Palmer, Ashley Palmer in midfield for Stockport was a real creative force and Vincent on the flank was allowing Kelly Evans, who was a really forceful presence at right wing back, to overlap. There were some really nice passing combinations. The first sign of threat came in a 10th minute when Palmer from deep in midfield played a marvellous diagonal pass along the floor, which appeared to put Kelly Evans one-on-one -on -one with Dibble. McFadden did really well to dive in and get enough of a block that, for the ball to just dribble weakly to the Wrexham goalkeeper. But the pressure continues. The first of a couple of very slick moves down the right-hand side. Palmer helping it on quickly to Vincent, who helped it on first time to Kelly Evans, who ran round the back of the defence, drove it back towards the six-yard box with a target man, Cairo Mitchell, back to goal, took a touched span and drove a shot. 
excellent save by Dibble. The defender was between Mitchell and goal, so Dibble would have been slightly unsighted, and it was in close range and going fast towards the bottom right corner. Dibble did really well to get down and push the ball around the post. But the pressure kept coming. There was a big shout for a penalty. Again, good combination play down the right-hand side between Vincent and Kelly Evans. The wing-back pulled it back to the main on the edge of the D. Now, quite frankly, the main did well to make space for himself, but then I'm certain he was trying to pick out Mitchell with his little prodded bars into the box and got it wrong. However, it rolled beyond the target man and uh, fell kindly into the path of Palmer, who had a clear sight of goal. Hosanna leaned on him, having allowed him to get goal side, and Palmer went down. Notts County went up for a, a penalty. The ref wasn't interested. This was the first of two incidents, and uh, oddly enough, I see them both pretty much the same way. At the time, I thought they both were penalties. Having looked at the footage, I'm less convinced they're penalties. In both cases, the Wrexham defender allows a player to get goal side and leans on him, certainly. Is there enough contact, enough pressure to warrant a foul? I think, frankly, both of them are in the grey area and the referee's entitled to make his decision. And, well, he decided it wasn't, but certainly it was a dangerous moment. Some refs would give it, and the one in the second half will come to later. Anyway, Notts County were going to get a reward in the end, and they did. After half an hour, they took the lead. And again, you know, like I said, the, the pattern of the first half, in a way, was Notts County's players showing good movement and dragging Wrexham players maybe into parts of the pitch where they didn't want to be and pulling Wrexham's shape around a bit. And this was a very extreme example of it because Rawlinson, the central of the three centre-backs, came driving through the middle from his own half. It was a really good, determined run. And then when he helped it off, it was actually Chickson, the right-sided centre-back, who ended up 25 yards out didn't realise at first how much space he had till he turned into it and saw that he had time to set himself. He played a superb cross in from a pretty narrow position in towards the edge of the six-yard box and Rawlinson had continued his run and headed it past a completely exposed dibble. The two centre-backs up in the last 25 yards combining to make a goal and really well-conceived it was. Things went from bad to worse for Wrexham as well because four minutes later, Hosanna went down and had to be replaced, Hall Johnson coming on. But to be fair... Wrexham started to respond, started to make chances from set pieces and started to show a bit of threat. Both Hayden and Clareth made excellent runs down the sides and stuck in great crosses. The problem was that with Jarvis more of a number 10 than a striker, Ponticelli was tending to be isolated in the box and the crosses were coming in but weren't finding a Wrexham man. There was a chance, or a couple of chances really, from a corner. Young sweeping the ball in from the right-hand side. It flashed across the face of goal as McElinden blocked men off to allow it to go through. Toza had two goals at it from the edge of the corner of the six-yard box, both of which were blocked by Joel Taylor. The second one, a crucial intervention. I think the first one the keeper probably deserved. The second one was hit hard, and Taylor did well to get his head to it and put it on the post for another corner. And that corner was played short and worked nicely, Young driving into the box and drilling in a shot which Slocum, the keeper, spilled but just about managed to grab hold of again as Hayden tried to close in on a tap-in. Wrexham, though, had improved. 
Jarvis was really starting to link things up, and that, that extra man dropping off, I think, just gave Wrexham a few more options. And in the 43rd minute, the improvement was rewarded with a very nice goal. Good work by Hall Johnson, feeding the ball down the right-hand side. A good cross by James Jones, which was intercepted by Lacey, but he could only prod it off balance into the path of Dan Jarvis. No, I'll correct myself there, because it wasn't in his path. It was a little bit behind him. He had to stretch for it behind himself a little bit, but he still nailed a beautiful half volley into the top right corner from around the penalty spot. A superb finish by Jarvis. I mean, he's a very good technical player, and there was your proof. He did ever so well to keep his balance, keep the ball down, and get that power when the ball was slightly behind him. An excellent equaliser. And heartened by that, Wrexham kept pushing on, and right at the end of the two added minutes, could have gone into the lead. It was a... Throw coming in by Toza, which was flicked across the six-yard box. Ponticelli latched onto it, about ten yards out at the far post, and hit a good volley on target. It was blocked, fell to McAlinden, who was tackled well by Kelly Evans, and the final whistle blew. And Wrexham went in, heartened, no doubt, by the fact that they'd improved after a first half hour, in which, well, to be honest, they could have gone more than one down. Notts County started the... Second half on the front foot, Lacey drilling the ball down the right-hand side and Mitchell driving a shot in from the right side of the box which Dibble could only parry away, but Wrexham could scramble the ball away. And once the play started to settle, it was actually Wrexham who were on top. Young and Jones's energy and McAlinden was impressive and their running was starting to allow Wrexham to turn things around a bit. Hall Johnson was getting some decent little foot-ins and Wrexham was starting to push the game up the pitch. We had an opportunity when Hall Johnson did really well uh, racing onto up the box for where Jarvis had got around the left-hand side of the area. Super tackled by Taylor or Hall Johnson, making that typical run in from the right wing. Possibly would have got another of those those goals he specialises in, just like he got at Wheelston and at Aldershot. The ball went behind for a corner, and from that, Wrexham went closer. The, when, the ball was initially defended okay, but Hall Johnson made an excellent tackle on the edge of the area, uh, dispossessing Chickson. And McAlinden drove a shot which took a nick off a defender, which probably saved Notts County as the ball scraped the post and went for another corner. More threat from Wrexham. McFadden with a good ball down the line. Ponticelli pulling it back from the flank. And McAlinden on the left side of the box. A good shooting position, but rather thrashing it over the bar rather than setting himself. He had another chance later on, which was from distance. And he shouldn't have hit it. He... he his work was good, his decision making when it came to deciding what to do and he was uh, pulling the trigger, maybe not quite so much. Notts County looked to respond. There's a lovely slick passing move on the breakaway, which ended up Chickson feeding Vincent, who set himself 20 yards out on his left foot and looked to curl it round double into the bottom left corner, just set it too far outside the post. Though. Then in the 65th minute came the moment that a lot of people have been wondering about when both managers started to play their tactical chess pieces. Notts County brought Ruben Rodriguez on for the target man, Cairo Mitchell. Cairo, very disappointed, somewhat in denial, Denial. Thank you very much. I'm here all night. And Wrexham going all in. Now, I thought the whole Johnson having to come on might hamper Parkinson's ambition here, but he went 
for bust during the game ago to penalties after a normal time and sent both Ponticelli, uh, beg your pardon, both Mullen and Palmer on off the bench, replacing Ponticelli and uh, McFadden, who hadn't had the most comfortable of times on the left. We'll get to that a little bit later on. So the two star strikers on for Wrexham. Soon afterwards, Ian Birchall thought maybe he ought to do the same and he sent Cal Roberts on. Now the changes did change the nature of the match. Wrexham, I would say, didn't feed Palmer and Mullen quite as well as maybe they would have liked. Jarvis having to drop into a more orthodox central midfield position, maybe that was part of the reason, um, because we had one man less really getting into attacking positions. Having said that, they both showed some good qualities without a huge amount to, to work on. Mullen ripped in a couple of good crosses, had a decent shot from outside the box, uh, Palmer was trying to hold the ball up well but they weren't able to fully get into the game and County did County's problem was they'd taken away their target man and without him okay they've got maybe their two best players and Rodriguez and Roberts drifting around but it was almost like having two false nines and it enabled them to get a grip on the game without maybe threatening until the closing stages when they really turned it up looking for a winner and well Wrexham were remarkably fortunate to survive them, in all honesty. There was the second penalty shout. Again, it was County coming forwards down the flanks. Kelly Evans got into a good position. Goal side of McAlinden, who now been switched to be a left wing back. And McAlinden, again, made contact on Kelly Evans from behind. Enough contact to be a penalty. Like I said before, at the time, I thought yes. And the ref also would only have one chance to look at it but he very decisively shook his head the moment the challenge came in County were furious that the ref wasn't for shaking and having looked at the footage yeah it's another one where it's in a grey area I don't think Wrexham could complain too much with either of the shouts if they'd gone against us but although County emotionally were, were furious you can see why he didn't give them as well it was referee's call I think to be honest with you but County kept pressing on. Wrexham were having to really dig deep and defend their area well because they were under a bit of a bombardment. And then in the 88th minute came the start of the period which determined the match. It was Francis from 20 yards out hitting an absolute screamer which slammed into the post and flew out again. A great strike. The pressure continued and then the shot came in from an angle which Dibble held on to well. It was... Only after the final whistle that Andy Morell in the press box said, what a save. Nobody else in the press box thought Dibble had got anywhere near it. When we got down to pitch side, yeah, Dibble had been telling everybody, I saved that one. And having looked at the footage, wow, he saved that one. What an unbelievable save. I mean, how the hell he had the reactions to get his hands up. And he'd come out and narrow the angle a bit. And as it was the power of the shot that was so striking... <laughs> He had very little reaction time. An astonishing save by Dibble. And he would be rewarded further because 97 seconds after that save, Wrexham hit the winner. And this was down to Tozer, who did brilliantly to break an attack up and then carry on, just like Rawlinson did for the county goal, driving through the middle of the pitch. He laid it off to Jones. Jones was the subject of a good tackle from Rodriguez sliding in from behind, but managed to ride it and just get a toe poke to find Hall Johnson on the edge of the area. He managed to squeeze the ball square again, and Hall jo and John James Jones running onto it, carried it 
into the area and smashed it with power. It wasn't in the corners. It was pretty much down the middle. But Slocum was unsighted. He gambled that Jones would go for the corner. He didn't. And it went pretty much down the middle of the, the, the goal for Wrexham to go 2-1 up. Four minutes of added time. And to be honest, Wrexham negotiated it fairly well. And really got went very close to making it three. This time, it was... A nice piece of build-up play down the right-hand side by Mullen. He pulled it up back for Young. Young struck it well. Again, looking for the bottom right corner. Terrific save by Slocum, who lunged down and just about managed to touch it past the post for a corner. Rexon did it against Borowood. Wasted a bit of time and <laughs> picked up a yellow for it. A, a superb comedy yellow as well. In last week's Dragonheart, I speculated... You know, I can't pretend I was fully serious on whether in a small ground like Wealdston, Toza, if we had a time-wasting throw-in, because in the game at Wealdston, after we scored, we did have a, an attacking throw-in by the corner flag, whether he would be bucked if he just threw the ball down a high street because he's got enough strength to probably get it over the small stand <laughs> behind the, the end we were attacking. Well, now I know what you'd do at a big ground, because the ball's been into Wrexham's box, Wrexham were given a free kick, it dropped a toes, he decided to waste a bit of time, County's ground of course is big, more the scale of the race course than the than Wheelston's ground, and it looks to me like he, he tried to launch it between the gap, into the gap between the two stands and down the street, down Cattle Market Road, um, he didn't quite manage that, he did get enough contact on it to hit the ball against the front of the roof, of the main stand, it was a good contact by Toza, and he got the most obvious yellow card of all time for time wasting. But the final whistle went, Wrexham celebrated, and deservedly, they had to show heart, they had to earn the result by surviving and suffering when it was one all and County had that late spell. Admittedly, it took a worldy save by Dibble, or we'd have lost 2 1, but as uh, as any manager would say, that's why they picked Dibble, because he's a good keeper. And so there you go, Wrexham go through to the semi-final, the draws at 3.15 on Monday. As to the performances, well, Dibble, heroic. That good save early on from Mitchell, and then that tip onto the bar, absolutely marvellous, and he was solid in all other respects, a great performance by him. The centre-backs, now, you're not going to believe this, Hayden looked a bit human. I've got to say, both sides played on Tuesday and then again on the Friday, and I just wonder whether a couple of Wrexham players looked a little leggy and maybe Hayden did a touch. The main's pace actually troubled him a little bit. He, now please don't get me wrong, he still had a solid game. It just wasn't the usual Hayden stuff. Uh, he did some some good things and he brought the ball forwards well too. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it, it, it wasn't the invincible Red Baron. Um, although, you know, I don't feel too concerned about this. <clears throat> in the middle, Toza, for me, was man of the match. I thought he was absolutely superb. He defended the box brilliantly when the balls were coming in. He handled Mitchell well. And then he made that decisive burst for the winning goal. Clareth deserves a hell of a lot of praise as well. He also defended well. He was put under a lot of pressure. And he also got up the line well in order to try and pose threats. Uh, very impressive again from Clareth. The wing-backs... Well, on the right-hand side, poor Hosanna had that wonderful run, but he broke down injured. Hall Johnson did well when he came on, I thought. Uh, was involved in a couple of instances, not so much through his crossing, but creating chances, including the winning goal, with his ability to just get a foot in on the edge of the area. On the left, well, McFadden, of course, has carried an injury into the club when he signed him. We, he couldn't play for a few weeks. 
Last Tuesday was the first time he played 90 minutes for us. I've got to be honest, I didn't expect to see him start. But he did, which obviously is a good sign. I think that uh, things are going well. But he didn't look right. This is, It wasn't the, the level of all his other performances for us since he signed. He, he didn't look correct. He was getting beaten occasionally. He was getting at the pitch and giving the ball away. He did some good things. Again, don't get me wrong, but like Hayden, it wasn't the normal him. And he was subbed up to 65 minutes, I think understandably, simply because we... Yeah, he, he probably shouldn't have started this game, is my gut feeling. He probably was a bit too much to ask him, coming back from injury, that, that he should you know, jump straight back in again. In centre mid, well, I mean, the firstly, the energy levels of the three of them was excellent. As Tom Barlow, my commentator, pointed out, sometimes the midfielders, and, and especially McAlinden, uh, to a lesser extent Jones, would try to rush out eagerly to close players down do it a bit too eagerly and make it easier for them to beat him and drive forwards. And that left the defence a bit exposed. Young was excellent. Uh, really hoovered things up in front of the box and had a couple of very good shots on the edge of the area. It's unbelievable he hasn't scored a goal this season, isn't it? Uh, he played very well. Played some nice deep passes as well. Um, Jones, his passing was a little bit off, but his energy was as good as ever and he kept going and drove on. It's no surprise that he can drive in the box in the 89th minute and score, or 90th minute rather. And McAlinden, you know, I mean, when we have a specialist midfielder back, Fit Davis or Connor, I'd want them to be back in. But fair play to McAlinden, he, he put in a very good shift. He had some nice little moments. He got into some nice areas of space around the, uh, the left-hand side using Jarvis's movement. Um... But it, it didn't quite have end products, but it was, a, again, a good wholehearted performance by him. Jarvis did well. Tom in the commentary made him a man of a match, and I certainly am comfortable with that. Uh, he was <coughs> skillful, confident on the ball, moved it around nicely, and we started playing around him a little bit. Uh, like we did with Glenn Little, you know, he's the little playmaker, and we just pop it to him and back, pop it back again. And it was it was nice to see Jarvis looking a bit like the Jarvis we signed from Stoke in the first place. Very good to see, and a lovely goal by him. Ponticelli, well bless him, it worked his socks off but didn't get a sniff of a chance. So although I, I applaud his efforts, it was understandable that he was removed because he just nothing was falling for him. And then when the subs came on, like I said, Hall Johnson did a good job. The strikers did their job, as I described earlier. And Wrexham went through. Excellent result. Excellent efforts by Wrexham as well, to be honest with you, and a lot of heart. And, well, chapeau, Christian Dibble. So let's see who we get in the semi-finals. Remember, it's, it's a one-off game now. And as Rob Steads pointed out on Twitter, is this some sort of record? Because if we are drawn at home, we'll have seven, count them, seven home games in a row. Wow, that's something, isn't it? Right. So I'm off to my big spreadsheet to check if that's the first time this has ever happened to us. But uh, remember, I'm going. I'm. I'm not going to post Dragonheart this week until tomorrow morning because it was interfering with the Notts County game. So the video version will be up in the morning, and then, of course, remember that next Saturday can't stream unfortunately from Bromley, but there will be full commentary on Wrexham player. There will be the hot take podcast straight afterwards, and then the full analysis and the highlights coming out at midnight the day after. So get subscribing, get commenting, get liking. And speak to you next time. With the final score, Notts County 1, Wrexham 2. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.